Hello and welcome back to the Witchology Podcast. We are here this week with episode number 14 and I'm very glad to see you again as I am every week. Um, So thank you for being here. So this week's episode has a bit more of a beginning leaning to it as I have for you an interview with Aunt Carla on how to step into and own your power. So although there is a lot in it that is applicable for more uh, the more experienced witch slash magical or spiritual practitioner um, it is a lot it does kind of lean a bit more to the beginner side if that makes sense so to go along with uh, with this as you know you know taste a little side dish for that interview I thought we could uh, I could give you a review on one of the books that I always recommend to beginners um, obviously there are so many books uh, <laughs> so many that are for beginners um, but the reason I chose this one in particular is because it's written in and formatted in a really accessible way and it serves as a really great jumping off point for then delving into other you know areas further um you know kind of sparks interest in certain different areas and then you can kind of dig into it a little bit more you know so without further ado the book review this week is craft how to be a modern witch by gabriella herstick This book uh, has a different name in the US. It's called Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft. So bear that in mind when you're, if and when you're searching for it. So anyway, this book was first published in 2018 by Ebrew Press, an imprint of Penguin Random House. So let's get into it and have a synopsis. Infuse a drop of magic into your everyday life. From working with crystals, tarot and astrology to understanding full moons, solstices and sex magic, you can learn how to harness energy, unleash your inner psychic and engage with the natural world. Full of spells and rituals for self-care, craft is an essential lifestyle guide for the modern practitioner who wants to take control and reconnect with themselves. The first thing I'll say about this book is that it's really, you know, it's a really easy read. Gabriella's writing style, I don't know if you've read any any of her other books, but I would 100% recommend. Um, her writing style is, um, you know, and her knack for breaking down what can be fairly complex concepts into really digestible bites makes her books, particularly this one, so good for those of us that might, um, either might be just kind of getting started learning um, about witchcraft or those of us that are, uh, maybe have um, some kind of neurodivergence that kind of needs things or works better with things that are broken down in this kind of specific way. This book basically works as a bit of a uh, witchcraft 101 you know and I know it's a really cheesy thing to say but it does really introduce you to the suite of basic knowledge to kind of get you started and practicing straight away so if you've been you know interested in witchcraft for a while um, you kind of dabbled in it a little bit and you're kind of interested in those things and you're listening to these things but you don't know how to break into actually practicing this book is a really great place to start it will help you kind of like identify the little ways that you'll likely already have been practicing you know without kind of realizing it and introduce you to some super accessible rituals that you can try you know without spending any money or needing anything other than yourself right there in the moment so you know great for just stepping right into it it covers topics such as you know what witches like typically believe but not in a way that uh, makes you feel like if you don't believe those things and you aren't a witch you know um or you know it gives you a lot of space for understanding your own beliefs and kind of questioning those and just you know just starting on that journey of what does it mean what do I believe you know that that kind of thing you see what I'm saying uh, it also it explores the concept of energy um, and it gives an intro into things like uh, tarot glamour magic earth or green magic 
uh, the moon, crystals and astrology. So it really is an introduction to a really broad way of specialisms that then follow in that, you know, just kind of spark that interest. And then things that you might want to then start to delve into a little bit deeper, you know, it's a real toolkit for getting going. Now, I will say that uh, as this goes for any book, any and all book, really, books, really, <laughs> um, is that you can't just read this one and expect to know everything about witchcraft um, and like being a witch or magical practitioner, you know, and nor does the book try to present itself that way. So like all books um, or like all good books, I should say, there is a further reading section that recommends some other, you know, books that you can uh, take a look at and explore on a deeper level. So again, equip equipping you for that very first step on the path. If you are a more experienced witch slash practitioner, um, you won't likely get a huge amount out of this book in terms of like learning something new about practice because, you know, the chances are you're going to have known, you know, going to know it, all of that kind of stuff already. But there is a lot to be learned in terms of breaking down these concepts. So if you're looking to start mentoring other witches or you're developing a course, for example, then I think there's a lot to be learned from Gabriella in terms of uh, communication and presenting of concepts and ideas, if that makes sense. So all in all, I would give this book four stars out of five and I love it and would 100% recommend. My guest this week is everybody's favourite Aunt Carla. Aunt Carla is a teacher, blogger and spiritual practitioner with over 30 years of magical experience. She is the High Priestess of the Red Soulflower Magic Family, which teaches self-actualization through magic, astrology and psychology. Um, so welcome, Carla. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Christy. Yay! <laughs> so exciting. So Carla is a, a regular contributor to Witchology. Um, and this is the first time we're meeting or like kind of talking to each other in, in well, kind of in person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> online, but still, uh, which is lovely. Um a lovely uh, thing to do. So Aunt Carla this week is here to talk to us about owning our craft and kind of stepping into our power and that. So why is that so important? How do we start owning owning our power? Well, I'd first I'd say that it's it's important. Owning our power is important because it's the foundation of everything that we do. If you're going to call yourself a witch, a magician, a magical person, a spiritual practitioner, it all starts with how do you feel about what you're doing do you believe that there is this there's something that exists that this power exists this magical power and we all have it within us and in order to progress and develop as practitioners we have to believe that it exists like it's one of those things it's like if you don't believe in magic or if you're not really sure then you're going to have a difficult time making things happen so power in general like the regular definition of power is the ability to make things happen and we can do that on the mundane you know whether that's i can make a phone call and or or i can order some food <laughs> you know um or i can create a, a ritual or a spell to create some other kind of change in you know some some kind of transformation but if you don't believe that this power exists either within you or within the world, your results will be a reflection of that. So I feel that if you are just starting out or even if you are using your, your spiritual gifts to, 
do even larger things, believing in that power and owning that power, it's the foundation for everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's sort of like, you, if you've not, I mean, it goes for everything, doesn't it? If you don't have faith in yourself, even like, how can you, you'll never, you'll never achieve what it is that you set out to achieve because yes. you, you've, you've cut yourself down before you even started. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think also for, let's say the newer, newer practitioners, let's say you might feel that might, you might have some clairvoyance or some clear that you might see things or you dream things or you might have like a clear cognizance where you just know you don't know why you know you just know clear audience like maybe you get messages through songs like that's that happens to me or maybe you hear voices not in a creepy way you just you know you just get that vibe that something is happening when you when at the beginning you might doubt yourself you you might say i i, I don't know how i know that but i know it or i i just think i made that up did i make that up because i remember like a lot of my new students uh, or a lot of the when i'm having a witchy tea with someone when they're when they're just starting out there's a tendency to not believe that they thought of that they thought oh that's just luck oh i, I don't know how i knew that thing my, it was a fluke and I feel like these are messages that are coming to us through some other means. And at some point, you can take credit for that. You can say, you know, my guides told me this, or I just know. And I think it's important to own that and, and not think of it as a fluke or an accident. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do think it's difficult, though, isn't it, to kind of, uh, especially when you're starting out to discern between what might be anxiety <laughs> and yes, what is intuition. Yes. Or, and, you know, the whole topic of spiritual psychosis is really going around at the moment, you know, so it's kind of like, how do you tap into yourself and know yourself so well that you can then discern, <laughs> you know, between the, those things and know that it's not you're not falling into this kind of trap of spiritual psychosis. You're actually, you know, listening to things that are around you and within you. Mm hmm. And I think one way, and I'm not, it, it takes time, you know, because you're learning yourself as well while you're, while all of this is going on, we're learning ourselves who we are as people. And I think one difference between sort of like an, an anxiety kind of message, we can feel the difference because one is a, a lot calmer than the other. If it's, if it's just an intuitive hit or spirit telling us something, it's usually very calm. If there's something that's like um, sounding, if you can't, if you can feel the anxiety behind it, there's, there's usually anxiety behind it. Um, I also recommend keeping a journal, especially when you're beginning. I mean, I, you know, I've been, I, I can, I can say now I don't keep the journal. I don't keep my magical journal book of shadows. Um, as well as I did when I first started, but that's when it's, but it's, it's still very important. But when you are starting out, it's just important to keep track of these things. Like, what are these messages that you're getting? What are the dreams that you're having? What are the thoughts that are going on? Because then you take the time to go back to them. That's, the, that's why we write these things down. That's why we keep a journal because when we, when we see these messages, we can also see a pattern and then we can also attach it to oh well this was going on in my life right you know this was going on therefore this is related to that so you know these things don't come in a vacuum so i i i highly recommend all the time you know for journal and you know you're the journal supreme yeah. and um <laughs> but you know to have a have a journal a place where you keep 
your most private thoughts. And, and I think a lot of our development happens in those books, happen in those, those places where we're keeping records of dreams and intuitive messages, because we also forget. It's so easy to forget. And when we go back and, and review, we can then say, oh my goodness, I totally forgot that thing happened. Oh my goodness. And you see a lot of that. So I highly recommend keeping a journal and a record of your, you know, your thoughts, your dreams, your results, you know, when things don't work out, but then a month later, you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm really glad that didn't work out or this didn't work out because this other thing was supposed to happen. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, always supporting the message of uh, <laughs> keeping a journal every time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think that is so, it's so powerful in doing that because you can then start to get into that habit and get into that practice of questioning things. Mm -hmm. like, always, I mean, I know it can be a little bit exhausting so you have to use it mindfully, but where you you might sort of write down, okay, well, I'm getting this kind of message or I'm, this is how I'm feeling right now, or I'm getting the sense that this might happen or I'm trying to make this happen or whatever. Um, but then really thinking about your state of mind when yes. those messages kind of come through and, yes. um, and realizing that, as you said, like you can feel, feel the anxiety, start to learn, like, okay, yes. does it feel like my heart's in my throat a little bit? Okay, maybe I'm actually yes. feeling a bit anxious. <laughs> yes. Things like yes. that. Yeah, and I think you you just hit on something that I hadn't even mentioned making a note of how you're feeling what are what is your emotional state at that moment what's going on with you in real life you know are you under pressure because of something going on with your partner or you know at work and then you, you can also start to see the connections and you know when you're just starting out you might not because i think also our emotions are a really big part of our magic as well and how the things that we are feeling how they affect what we're doing. And if we don't make a note of some of those things, we might not make the connection. So I, 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 I'm a big proponent of journals because we get to make those connections. Because when we're in the middle of it, we don't always know. But when we're able, when we have the, the benefit of hindsight, then we can say, oh, right, because that's when I was trying to get that promotion and I was working really hard and I was trying to do all this stuff and I was really stressed out. Oh, that's okay. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. It does take a lot of practice, though, doesn't it? It's sort of, um, yes. you can't force yes. yourself into it. <laughs> so, or like, yeah, you, can, so you can encourage it, but you can't, you can't force it. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. So, I mean, be gentle with yourself, you know, give yourself time and, grace to not know everything you know give yourself you know, the opportunity to say well you know I, I i could have been behind that like i i think i might have done that or that might have really been you know an intuitive hit my intuition my intuition was really saying something to me i i didn't imagine it that's always the question did i imagine that write it down because you can look at it later and say oh no i did not imagine that yeah yeah you kind of got you've got the record of it <laughs> so yes, proof. yeah <laughs> I know how I felt all the time I've met you know I've got those skills now to consider you know how else I might have been what other influencing factors there might have been yes. and, but also then what do they tell you you know yes you know what, what does the how does what does that tell you about how you're interpreting what's going on in your life at the moment you know mm -hmm. um, so it might not be that the, the message like let's say there was some sort of message that you kind of channeled 
and you think actually I think that's more my anxious mind telling me something Mm -hmm. okay but why did you why did then you have that thought you know and then you can kind of Mm -hmm. break that down and it's okay actually there's still a message in there somewhere yes Um, yes. you know but it's just not it's not like verbatim Exactly. The message might be that you need to leave your job. <laughs> and you're saying, yeah. wait a second, I keep having this same issue over and over and over again, and I'm so stressed about this. Perhaps the message is, this position is not for me. This this industry is not for me. So I'm a big believer of being, of what the what is that a well examining your life. There's like this famous quote by a philosopher that is not coming to mind right now, but it's like. Something like the unexamined life isn't worth living, something like that. And I, I I find it to be true. It's good to examine your life. And some people not might not want to, they, they might feel that it's too much navel gazing. And I understand that. But this is how we learn about ourselves. Mm, yeah, and how we learn about each other, how we learn how yes, to be yes. more empathetic. And, you know, the more you kind of understand your own feelings, the more you can kind of think, well, actually... And now I can appreciate why this person might or how this person might feel in this circumstance or, you know, it's important work. Yes, absolutely. OK, so what we've kind of had a think about um, how we might start questioning ourselves, like at the start of this kind of process of like starting mm-hmm. to our power and like discerning between where our power or like what might be our true power kind of thing and what might be our uh, anxious minds and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So with that in mind, what what other kind of exercises could we go through or is there anything that you kind of recommend to say like if you to get really good results or start to get yourself into a place of getting good results this is what I'd always recommend kind of thing sure I always recommend that you do the work as far as studying do the studying and the research and reading the books and I don't mean just TikTok I'm you know TikTok is TikTok but there's so much information that's available by by spiritual teachers authors who have done a lot of work who've done a lot of research and first it's good to read to learn what is possible what are you interested in are you into tarot astrology you're doing magical spells you're doing certain rituals are you more into air magic or water magic are you are you attracted to a particular element, like any of those things that that when you are, when actually it doesn't really matter at what part of your journey you're in, because there's always something new to learn. There's always something out there. And I highly recommend that you go and read deeply into these topics. And I highly recommend that you read at least three different sources. That is That is also important. I feel that you don't just read one person's word on it before you can even get your own opinion on it, I, I think that you should read at least three different. And, and this includes what the internet too, because there's so many things on the internet that's also like very plagiarized. You'll go to one site and then you'll go to another site and it said the same exact thing as that first person. You go to a third site and then it has the same exact. So you see a lot of people are being lazy when it comes to creating content online. and. I'm also an online marketer, so I, I'm not, I don't condone it at all, but I understand people are just trying to put content out there so they can be found and they can look like an authority and all of that. But read some books because some books are really going to have some information and there's, there's usually, well, there's often bibliographies, there's different um, 
you know, other sources. So read at least three different sources on one particular topic. And, you know, as depending on what you're into, you're going to read more than three because you're attracted to it. And, um, and then start practicing, start putting things into practice. Once you start, you know, researching, then at some point it's like, okay, well, we'll try a ritual. Um, see what you can, you know, and write your, write your, your process down in your journal and then what are your results? And then that's when you really start to get your personal gnosis, you know, your, your personal, um, your personal opinions, your personal observa observations. So again, you know, you're looking at what the, I don't say the experts, but the people, the teachers who have come before that they, there's so much information out there. You do not have to do this by yourself. There's a lot of information that's out there. Um, one of my friends recommends getting a library card because she said that there are a lot of books that aren't available for checking out, but there are a lot of reference books in some certain libraries that you can have access to if you have a library card. So it's not even about having to buy books all the time. So do the research, go deep, deep dive. Don't just get your information from a Facebook group. I highly, I always tell people, you do not want to get your, you do not want to crowdsource your learning from a Facebook group because you're just getting everyone's opinion and you don't even know how deeply they've gone in it themselves. So I think it's important to get your own opinion. And, you know, for example, um, like Damiana is an herb and it's, and it's used in love spells, for example. And I've had, I've, I've, I've tried it over the years and it just doesn't do anything for me. I, I just did, Damiana just, I, it just didn't work, but then I, I learned about uh, cubeb berry, for example, it's like in the, it's in the pepper family. And yeah, that's also, also used in for... uh, Bombay Sapphire Gin, actually, as well. Ah, cubeb. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> and it's used for love and lust um, rituals. And I had a lot more success with that. So also knowing like which, which plant allies, for example, work best for you. So no one can really tell you that they can't do that work for you you can only know by actually trying it so you know at some point you, you know you do the research and then some point you have to do it yourself and then you start to get a feeling for what works for you same thing like um uh tarot reading you know you there's you, you get the book i mean you get the card and you might have a like a guidebook i had i love telling my tarot journey I have the book um like I bought my first I get the rider weight deck you know the one that everyone gets like the basic one and then I also bought um like tarot for dummies or something like that <laughs> you know I just I just wanted something really basic I wanted I wanted the book to talk to me like I was five I'm like I really don't know anything about this I want this really really basic learning and that was really great for learning, you know, just to know what what the cards are supposed to mean. But then over time, then I started giving readings for myself and other people, the meaning started to change. And maybe for certain people, if I read for them more than once, a card might have a different meaning. So I would never know this if all I was doing was just looking at a book. So there's so many different layers and that comes from doing the work actually, you know, going through the process and 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 figuring out what that what those things mean to you because what they mean to you might not be what they mean to me yeah absolutely it's kind of like thinking about approaching it as 
you know if you are a witch or like a magical person or it's this is something that you're interested in you approach it like a student and you are always yes. going to be a student <laughs> so yes. um, using those kind of discernment and the critical thinking skills to kind of find all the sources and then I like to think about it as like a Venn diagram so you've got one yes. circle that is yourself and you need to know and learn about yourself know about your own rhythms your own um kind of the energy and the baggage that you bring to the world or how you read things yes. and then the other circle is the knowledge that you can learn from others and then they meet in the middle then yes. you get you know they overlap that little tiny bit in the middle that's that's your practice and that's your yes. power you know and that's what you can you can own and hold <laughs> oh my goodness christy you just said a mouth mouthful right there if you're listening dear listener rewind and listen to that because the the part about discernment so self-knowledge like just knowing about yourself that's important but discernment and critical thinking skills those are so important and that's again why i don't recommend that you get all of your information from TikTok or facebook because you don't know where that information like you can't learn that much in uh something that's like a, a minute reel like an instagram reel that's only 30 seconds it's going to be limited so you want to know where did this information come from and where did they get that information from and where did that information come from? What is the history of that information? And one of the things that I love though about being online or just having a global community, my community is made up of people, of, of spiritual practitioners of different backgrounds. And so I get to see some of the, of the common denominators like salt, Everyone uses salt, <laughs> you know, everyone uses cleansing and different ingredients may be employed depending on, you know, on, on whatever the topic is. And I like learning those things, but everyone has to know what is your personal path and how do you want to express yourself as a, you know, as a practitioner and you need to be discerning and not just say, oh, well, so-and-so said that, even if you respect, I say, even if it's me, don't just take everything I say for, you know, for, for, for the, the word, because it's not, I'm, I can only speak from my experience. So you listen to what other people say and you ask yourself, does that make sense to me? Does, do I agree with that? Because sometimes we hear people say things and, and I hear people say things and I'm like, I don't agree with that. Nope, nope, nope. Because my experience is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So don't yeah. be afraid to question. Yeah, definitely. That's all. That's like yeah. the the thing. That's what <laughs> I feel like. That's what yeah. everything, like witchcraft and the occult and everything, is grounded in in questioning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, I mean, just for even to, to a smaller degree on Instagram, there are all of these, um, there are all of the like these scammers, for example, or these fake accounts. And, you know, I always come back to discernment, like you're not paying attention. What is, there's usually the names looking different. There's things different. If you're going to like the original person's page and this other fake page, there's not, you know, like they don't speak the way that you're the, the person that you're following. They don't just usually DM you out of the blue. They don't no, say. Nobody says grand risings. Nobody, nobody says, nobody says that. <laughs> No one says that. So it's it's so it's like be discerning. And I mean, I imagine some of the people are not necessarily I mean, the people who are falling for it aren't necessarily um, spiritual people, but I feel like a lot of them are. And and I just think sometimes like, 
that's not me. You don't, you can't tell that that's not me. That's not me. So, um, you know. <laughs> like, I'm kind of a little bit insulted. <laughs> I, I kind of am. I kind of am, especially like I'll go, they'll, you know, because they work so hard, these scammers, I'll go to someone will say, oh, there's these first, like someone will say, oh, is this you? And I'm like, really? I only have one account. And then when you go and if you're able to go and look at this other page, they have like 4,000. I'm like, 4,000 people fell for this? Wow, wow. So yeah. discernment is so important. Question everything. Don't just assume that that something that you see is, you know, is it equals quality or is the truth. And I think that that's also part of owning your power. You're saying, wait a second, that doesn't resonate with me. I don't think that that's that same person. So yeah, trust that little voice. So that's, that's really what it comes down, like trusting yourself, knowing yourself and trusting that you have some good ideas. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, wow. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to, to go on there um, for our listeners, but um, especially those who might be sort of just starting out and kind of starting to trust themselves, starting to know themselves. Yes. But how about um, any like more kind of experienced practitioners? What would you, and I say practitioners because it kind of captures yes. whether or not you define yourself as a witch or what. But <laughs> um, So yeah, those are a bit more experienced that maybe are uh, kind of thinking that I've stagnated in my practice a little bit and uh, or found, kind of left lost touch with it or something like is there yeah. something else that you would recommend uh, to them to kind of start owning their power again or owning it in a different way or you know oh sure I think you know and also sometimes we have we might be low energy and we might not be practicing for whatever reason give yourself again give yourself more grace and and don't don't be so hard on yourself you know being a magical person a spiritual practitioner a witch you know whatever you call yourself it's not what you do but who you are and, and it's within you already and if you're feeling like gosh you know I, I haven't done a ritual in months I guess that means that I'm not I'm like no no because you know spirit is still moving through you and if you want to reconnect with your spiritual side i start with go check out the moon the moon is always happening if nothing else is happening the moon is always there so you know what phase are we in at the moment is there is it a uh is it a new moon a waxing moon full moon waning moon and just by being conscious of and, and mindful of what the moon phase is that's just that's just like a basic kind of thing then you can, if you wanted to go into, depending if you if you follow like the witch's year, and then you could tap into, you know, we had Imbolc recently and um, uh, Lupercalia is coming. I don't know if people study that one. I've just been studying that one recently myself. Um, then there's, uh, is there another one before the, the spring equinox? Is there, an, oh, and there's Ostara. Like so there's all these different holidays. So if that is your practice, you could totally just, you can join back in at any time. You can revisit at any time. And these holidays, you can also just look them up, even if you aren't Wiccan, for example. I'm not Wiccan, and I have been enjoying learning about the witch's year, and because I have many friends who are. So I love thinking about the just the, the natural cycles of life, and I love how um, our our ancestors, our pagan ancestors, 
pre-Christian ancestors, they were just tapped into what was going on at the time. You know, we had winter solstice, that was the winter solstice, and then we have uh, the spring equinox, but we have this little middle thing like, oh, okay, we're halfway in. Well, we're celebrating that. So just moments to take note of what's going on in nature. So there's mm -hmm. nature, what's happening in nature. There's what's happening, you know, for the moon. There's also astrological seasons. And, and some people even create their own witches year or, or, or um, practices based on things that are going on with them. And, you know, that is something all of us can do. So I would say, you know, go easy on yourself. And, and the moon is always a great place to start. And I think about new moon and, and waxing moon. Those are times for attracting the full moon. It's like completions, gratitude. But sometimes people will do like an extra boost of manifesting. Like while well, the moon is still like heavy and pregnant with power. And then there's uh, the waning moon when you're releasing things. So using those kind of touch points to tap into whatever is going on with your life can be very helpful for getting you back into the groove. And they don't have to be these big, these big energetic practices. Something it could be lighting a candle, something easy for you that that you can sustain. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, sort of tapping into because a lot of the time, well, not always, obviously, but a lot of the time I find anyway with myself, like I feel out of touch with things when I've lost, um, I don't know, like synchronization with all the different cycles, like my own cycles and then how they relate to the lunar cycles and the solar cycles and and everything, all those little things that kind of because yeah. all that all that there is is cycles like, yes. like perpetually like around us yes. all the time. And we can take real comfort in that. Is that it's yes. there? Um, I know that sometimes in our darker moments, we might think, oh, it's relentless, but but, but that, <laughs> that perpetuality of it is, I don't know if that's yeah. word, um, just it's so comforting because it's like it's always going to be there. Um, yeah. Actually, it just made me think of it There's a really great track uh, called Why I Love the Moon by Phony People. It's a really great track. Would very much recommend it. But the lyrics oh. are, uh, that's why I love the moon. Uh, she's always there for me right there outside my window. It's like, she, because she is, <laughs> you know, yes, yes. really comforting in it. Um, yeah, I, I think... Um, it was the first episode of the of our podcast when I was speaking to Gabriella Rosales. We were talking about um, knowing those cycles. And I think starting with how, what they are on paper and all the correspondences and things is a really mm -hmm. good place to kind of get to know where they kind of came from. And then once you know that, you can then start to think, well, OK, well, how do I normally feel at that time of year? What's that like yeah. to say, like getting your own calendar of yourself like yes. <laughs> in there as well? So, so important. Like you can then anticipate um, and start to put in some work and like look, just properly take care of yourself absolutely absolutely mm. do they have in in now you're in the uk do they have groundhog day in england uh not really it was it's on my calendar for something like so i bought a, like a calendar to put up in my kitchen and groundhog day was on there and i was like okay but we don't really, <laughs> we well, don't really so this is the thing so i i did a i, I started like a like a solo podcast and I was reading about in bulk. So I was talking about in bulk and understanding that it's in between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It's like a middle a middle point. And I had also looked up the, you know, what what uh when it was Christianized, it was oh, because it was St. Bridget's, so it was like a Bridget. Yeah. And so when it was when Christianity came into power, it became St. Bridget's Day, like the feast day of St. Bridget, and then Candlemas. So it was like, so they 
you know, they, they updated it for the times. So there was a, there was a pagan version, there was a Christian version. And then my husband reminded me that because he's, he's an atheist, he's not even into any, any of it, but he also reminded me that it was Groundhog Day and it hit me. Groundhog Day is, is basically, well, it's, it started, I think it started here in, in the United States, um, although Canada did have, has it as well, but it is the midway point. So it's, it's the same day as in bulk, actually. It's, so now it's even a secular version. And it is when these, they designate a groundhog to be, and it's divination when you think about it. So they go to a groundhog's hole and they pick up, they, they go, you know, they lure the groundhog out of the hole <laughs> and they kind of find out if he sees his shadow. And the idea is if he sees his shadow, that means we're going to have six more weeks of winter. It's really bizarre. But when I thought about it this year, it all makes sense because it's a human desire at this point of the year to wonder, when is it going to be spring? I am tired of my, you know, my windows being closed. I am tired of this cold. I want to wear, you know, I'm ready to go outside. And so it's a human need or a human desire. So I, I just thought, wow, that's how deep it goes. So we think, so you were saying, how do you feel, how do you feel at a particular time of the year? Well, humans everywhere, at least on the Northern hemisphere, they're asking themselves, when is winter going to be over already? And yeah. so we have all of these different holidays. So I, I thought that was really amazing. That is, yeah, such an interesting observation. Really, yeah, yeah really interesting and hilarious. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, I love those like witchy things that that weave their way into, because I've been reading, um, I'll, I'll review it on the podcast eventually um, whenever I read it, but I've been uh, reading that latest uh, Malcolm Gaskill book on the ruin of all witches. It's sort of um, about the story, a story of um, some, uh, a true story of uh, a family who moved from uh, England to the new to New England <laughs> to the New mm -hmm. World um, in the 1600s, and like and then ended up being persecuted for witchcraft and whatever. But describing all of the, the practices that they did to ward off witchcraft was like witchcraft mm -hmm. in itself, and I just love those yes. little, <laughs> little things. And uh, yeah, I think if you're ever doubting your power as well, like you can start to think, well, actually. I've, I've sung happy birthday well not maybe not always but um, yeah. generally you're gonna have sung happy birthday every year and made a yeah. wish <laughs> on your yeah. birthday candles and like there are lots of things that, like because I think um maybe sometimes people get a little bit worried and a bit afraid to talk about their practice or talk about it with people in their lives because they think oh they're gonna think that I'm nuts <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like well, you're not you know that everybody does these things and like you'll see things I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before because it always makes me laugh but where those uh, things like pop up on Facebook or something and saying like grab the uh the, the nearest book to you and flip to page 30 something yes. and the first word describes your sex life or, something, <laughs> or like describe your um I don't know tells you what your friends think of you or whatever mm -hmm. and it's like that's that's divination like you're, yeah, you're divination. doing bibliomancy right now bibliomancy exactly <laughs> exactly it's everywhere and we don't even think you know oh yeah let's find out let's let's pull up this this groundhog and get his opinion that's divination yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and I just keep imagining this poor little ground dog's just there, hanging his little feet hanging like this. And this oh, is like, oh. what? <laughs> wait, wait, but what happened this year in Canada? This year, this just happened on February 2nd. In Canada, they went to they went to their, their groundhog and his name is Fred Lamont. Fred Lamont. He was dead. The groundhog was dead. Yes. Yes, the groundhog was dead. Fred oh, was dead. Frank <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank. But like they were not expecting that because it's like, you know, they make a big ceremony out of the whole thing and they went to look for Fred and Fred was he had Oh expired. Fred, not Frank, sorry. <laughs> oh Fred. This is it. Oh, yeah. Fred was dead. <laughs> oh Fred. That's not good. That's not a good sign though, is it? No, it's not a good sign. Yeah. But Although, um, to be fair, he's not gonna see his shadow, is he? So No, no, I guess not. <laughs> they pulled some kid who was wearing a groundhog hat and they said, Okay, kid, what do, what do you think? And the kid said I think it's gonna be six more weeks of winter. So I said, okay. And they put the kid in the ground and say, no, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> they just put him on the stage or something. Humans, <laughs> this is what humans do. <laughs> oh, I'm really sad about poor Fred now. I know. No, I thought to check on him before. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what oh. someone said. So this is what happens when you don't check on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, just only call I, them when you want something. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, and pull them out from the ground from there, the cozy mm. slumber into tell us about winter. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's fed up with it. Oh, dear. Um, on that note, on that tragic note, poor old friend. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners on, on owning your power? It's like any nugget of wisdom that they can take in, go and journal about and go and write in like a mantra in the journal like, or something. Uh, well, I mean, to trust yourself, you know, don't be so quick to doubt yourself. Like when you have that thought, ask yourself, what if, what if that really was a message? What if that was an intuitive hit? Or what if that was, like, how would you do things differently if you trusted it? Like, if you really believe that message, what would you really, how would you really respond? Mm, yeah. I hope I'm not getting anyone in trouble by that message, but that's what came yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, okay, well, I have one completely unrelated question for you. Sure. <laughs> After that. Um, and that is, if there were going to be a Red Soul Flower movie, who Ooh. would play you? Who would play Aunt Carla in that movie? Oh, wow. Wow. I really want to play me. I mean, I'm, that's, just, you know, for, I, I'm a performer, so I would really always be my first choice. But let's see, if it was someone else, Rihanna, I would want Rihanna to play me. Oh, yes. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Only because she's on my mind because like this weekend is the Super Bowl. But yeah, I have Rihanna on, on my mind. So I think Rihanna, I would I would love to have her play me. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, and you could always do like, uh, again, I think this is maybe the third time I've spoken about the movie Erin Brockovich on this podcast. But, <laughs> but like in, in that, the, the real life Erin Brockovich did a, had a cameo in the movie, didn't she? So you could do that. You could like, um, you know, yes. Yeah, yes. Like deliver some post or something. Really. Oh, <laughs> I would love to do that. Sure. <laughs> Or become a student in one of the uh, the sessions or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I would definitely have to have a cameo. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be my contract. Yeah, that'll be like exclusive, like only. Only. <laughs> so that or nothing, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much uh, for being here and speaking with us this week. It's been lovely. Well, thank you for having me, Christine. Just, you know, I really love, you know, witchology and what you've all been doing, all the great content. I mean, all the co-writers, everyone, all the different content producers, just to be part of, you know, this 
organization or this team of of creative people is such an honor so and just to get to be on the podcast too oh my goodness thank you so much for having me well thank you thank you for being part of this uh, our creative community essentially yes. so thank you very much for tuning in again today it has been an absolute pleasure if you like this episode, you can enjoy it ad-free by becoming a Witchology subscriber. Not only do you get access to this podcast and lots of bonus episodes, you will also get a print subscription to our magazine, as well as cauldrons full of additional content on our exclusive members area on the website. Head to www.witchologymagazine.com forward slash subscriptions to find out more. Until next time.